Hi, Shaleen. It's Danielle. I'm a new MIA student, and I just finished lesson four on my reputation. And I really want to thank you for this lesson and for making us ask people what they think our reputation is. I honestly think that I had forgotten a little bit of myself after having kids. To hear my friends use words like loyal, kind-hearted, compassionate, trustworthy, dedicated, hardworking, dependable, steadfast, beautiful inside and out. I don't know how to describe what those words mean to me. Like I said, I've been feeling a little bit lost since having kids. So hearing those words really motivates me and puts me in the right direction for how I can help others and how I want to present myself to others. So I just wanted to thank you again so much for this lesson. And I can't wait to dig into the rest of the MIA training. Love ya. Mean it. Hey there, welcome to Build Your Tribe. My name is Shaleen Johnson. And my name is Brock Johnson. With more than 25 years of experience in a variety of businesses, I promise to share with you the ins, the outs, my failures, and successes. And my goal is to share with you these social media money-making strategies to turn your idea into passive income. Every week, my son, Brock, and I will share with you perspectives that will serve you regardless of the stage that you're at in your business. Whether you're a solo entrepreneur looking to grow your brand in social media or you've got dreams for a global brand, Build Your Tribe is here to serve you. All right, Mom, this one's all you. Today, the star of the show is you. I'm taking your questions, some of which have been submitted to me via social media and some of which have been submitted via SpeakPipe. Now, SpeakPipe, if you're not familiar, is an app that you can install on your website as well. I think it's just a WordPress plugin. I think it's free, in fact. I'm sure there's a paid version as well. But what's really cool about it is it gives you the opportunity to actually hear the voices of your best customers, your most loyal tribe, the people that you serve, your clients. It's really cool. And so if you ever have a question that you want to ask myself or Brock, or for that matter, Brett, about business or social media, you can do so by going to my website, go to shaleen.com, and you'll see that there's a widget on the side of the website that says, leave a voicemail. It's very cool. In fact, even if you aren't interested in leaving one of us a message, you should definitely go and check it out because it's a great function. It allows callers to leave a message up to three minutes. My staff goes through the questions first because we get a lot of them, and I'm sure you can imagine. And then they write me little notes to let me know what the call is about. Then I get to re-listen to them. And then today what I'm doing is I'm answering some of those questions and I'm also answering some questions that you've submitted to me via social media. So let's get to it. First question is submitted by Ryan F. who asks, Shaleen, I am new to building my business and promoting it using social media. I'm unclear on where to devote the majority of my time. Should it be on Instagram, TikTok, or Facebook. Currently, I'm getting the most interest and the most traction on Facebook. But I know both you and your son Brock are big fans of Instagram, and now it seems TikTok. Well, I wouldn't suggest that anyone necessarily need to spend the majority of their time on TikTok, that's for sure, at the moment. I do, however, suggest that everyone, when you hear a lot of people talking about a platform, it doesn't mean you need to invest a lot of time there, but I do recommend you just Stop by, open up an account, and kind of take a look at how people are using it. It's best to be an early settler. 
when it comes to any social media platform. Otherwise, you are forever playing catch up. And Ryan, I would assume because you have said you get the most or majority of your traction on Facebook, it's because you were there before you went over to Instagram. My recommendation for everyone is to spend the majority of your time on the platform that's giving you the majority of your benefits. Like if that's where you're getting the most interaction, if that's where you're getting leads, if that's where you're getting traction, spend time there. But at the same time, you want to be devoting, I would roughly say 20% of your time on building the next up and coming platform. We do know that for most people, Facebook is on the decline, not all people, but in terms of business, most people find that it's on the decline and that Instagram is on the rise. There is no blanket answer that everyone can apply. You really need to look at your own personal situation and ask yourself, based on my efforts, where am I getting the greatest bang for my buck? Hi, Shalene and Brock. Thank you so much for taking my question. My name is Amy. I am from Orlando, Florida. My question is how to create, or even if I should create, a brand within a brand. I currently run the Big Abilities blog and podcast where I give helpful information to families like mine that have a child with autism. I also recently published my first ebook. Thank you so much for your encouragement, Shalene. Well, through this work, I've had an investor reach out to me, and we're going to start a foundation for children with autism. So I'm struggling with do I put this foundation within the Big Abilities brand or do I keep this separate? It will be a nonprofit organization. Thank you so much. Amy, thank you so much for your question. Thank you for the work that you're doing, the mission that you have, and of course, being a great mom. It's not easy. It's not easy for anyone. And I can only imagine how much you love your son And parenting in general is not an easy task. You've got your hands full and you've made it a mission. You're really living in your purpose. And I first want to just commend you for that. I can, gosh, I can hear just so much confidence in your voice. And this is an exciting time. Great question. Simple answer. You keep them separate. I think if you talk to an attorney, obviously you're going to get that information as well because one is a nonprofit and one is your business. Without question, they certainly complement each other. And you can tie the two together in a way that is just going to make sense to your customers and your consumers. And today, more than ever, consumers love a business that has a mission. I mean, look at Tom's footwear. But let's just assume for a moment that it wasn't a nonprofit that you're thinking of starting with someone else. Let's just assume for a moment it's another business that's kind of related, but it's with a partner. Even in that instance, again, without me knowing all of the details, let's just pretend that someone came to you and said, like, I've got this other idea. It kind of relates to autism, but it's another business. Even in that situation, I would tell you it probably needs to be a separate brand. And here's why. Anytime you're dealing with a partner or another business, you want to think about, you want to build it with the end in mind. You want to ask yourself, is it going to be more complicated or easier to segment these two businesses and sell one and keep another or sell both. And if they're combined, then it's a package deal, which makes it a lot harder. It makes it much more complicated for the buyer and more complicated for you to decide if you want to sell. For ourselves personally, Team Johnson is a separate brand. Under that brand umbrella, we have the Marketing Impact Academy, the things we do with Smart Success, 
our Smart Life Push journals, but we developed a separate brand and a separate company when we created the 131 method. Everything is separate. I mean, separate taxes, separate payroll, separate profit and loss statements. I mean, it's very separate so that if, let's say, for example, 131 were to take off or someone were to come to us and say, you know, we want to purchase one through one, or we want to sell it at some point, or for that matter, Team Johnson. They're different, even though to some extent they're related. We've created them separately, and I just think that makes it much easier for you as the owner and a potential buyer, even if you're never going to sell. I mean, even if you think you are never going to sell, you never know. So why not create things from the beginning that you don't have to untangle later? Hi, Shailene. My name is James P. Manganello. My my Instagram and Twitter IDs are I refuse to quit. My question is regarding my niche. How do I know if I'm targeting the right group? My niche are people living with epilepsy. See, I lived with epilepsy for 34 years, so I'm pretty familiar with all the emotions, feelings, thoughts, and the aura associated with seizures, in addition to the comments from the people that go with it. So when I posted towards these groups, targeting them on Twitter, or Instagram, I didn't get any feedback from any of them. I mean, I started to second guess myself, wondering, am I targeting the right niche? So I'm just kind of looking for a little guidance. Thank you. James, I love this. I love this question. I love your niche. Do not second guess yourself. James, I need you to live up to your Instagram handle, which is I refuse to quit. Ladies and gentlemen, the link to his Instagram is below in our show notes. And let's support this guy. I mean, You just need a little boost of confidence. You just need a few people communicating with you. And I just have to tell you, it's patience. As I often say, we can't just build it. We can't just create content and expect that people are going to show up. We want to engage other people. So the best thing that you can do, James, is follow those hashtags, the hashtags that your niche is using, follow those accounts and become truly engaged with that community. Like, don't do it like the way spammers do, where it's like, oh my gosh, I get these random comments on my Instagram posts, and I know someone's like just responding to my hashtags, and I know they're really not connecting with me. They haven't looked at any of my other content. They haven't read my bio. They aren't really interested in me, so I'm not going to engage back with them. I don't care what their content says. You know, people want to know, like, what's in it for me? Everyone wants to be seen. We want to be heard. So be that person who sees and hears others. Follow those accounts. Get to know those people. Become part of those communities. Interact with those people. Serve, serve, serve. Provide content. But more importantly, become a fan of the people who are in your niche so that you truly understand them and that they see you as someone they trust and support and like. Who do we like? We like the people who like us. Where do we comment? We comment when people are commenting on our stuff. So my recommendation is to spend a lot more time becoming a part of this, an active, known member of these communities, doing so on Instagram, being a part of Facebook groups, and doing so without the intention of like, okay, everybody, you know, buy my thing or download my freemium, just do it from a place of pure integrity, which I know you have. And I believe so much in your mission. I love this. We've had like 
Two of our last questions have just been really purpose-driven businesses. Ladies and gentlemen, please support these folks. They are a part of our tribe. They're a part of our community. And I would ask them to do the same for you. So click the links to their social media accounts below in our show description. Hey, Shalene, Valerie here. I have been a lifer for a long time, and I am so happy to say that my business has grown. It has grown. It's amazing. Everything is really good. But now I'm at the point where it's growing so rapidly that I am wondering how fast is too fast? And what are some steps that I can take to ensure that my growth is smart? and not just because I feel like it's what I'm supposed to be doing, you know? I have very quickly found myself that I am spending a lot of my time managing teams, which is great, but I'm not doing as much of that stuff that I truly do love. And I am also kind of flying by the seat of my pants as far as how quickly to grow my team how many people to bring on at one time, because I feel like it's so amazing. The more people I bring on, the more revenue I bring in. But I also want to make sure that I'm preserving my company culture and that I am being really strategic. So I'd love any advice you could give. Thanks. Well, Valerie, first, I just have to say you are so smart, not just because you're a lifer girlfriend, but because You're thinking about these things where I assume most people, they're in the thick of it and they're just super excited and they're not asking themselves, is this too fast? But it's an important thing to consider. So let's talk about some signs that your business might be growing too fast and then like what you should do about. Well, one way is to feel as if everyone you're bringing on is kind of a temporary solution right? Like because you just don't have the time or it feels like you don't because you've got to seize the opportunity to spend the time that you really need to in finding the right help. Truly investing the time that it requires to find the right people, those core employees who like, who really understand your business and are really good at, not only good at what they do, but they actually are motivated to do it. Like that's hard. So when business growth is happening so fast that you've got to bring on, I hate to say this, but I think you know what I mean. When you've got to just bring on a warm body, like someone who's got the qualifications, or at least it looks like they do on paper, or just someone we like, and they can do the job for now. That is a dangerous situation to be in because it's expensive to bring people on. It's even perhaps more expensive to bring people on temporarily. And when you do that, employee morale drops, productivity drops, turnover increases. And these are clear signs that you're going too fast. Even though opportunities are coming to your business, it doesn't mean you have to take them all. So be aware of that. Here's some other signs that your business might be growing too fast. You don't even have time to do, as you mentioned, you don't have time to do the things that really only you should be doing because you're having to spend so much time trying to find the right people incorporating them into the culture of your company. You don't have time to know what's going on in your industry and to stay abreast in those areas where, again, 
only you can do those things, right? So it's really hard for you to keep an eye on the big picture because it feels like you are constantly putting out fires or having to like patch the holes so quickly. Another way to know that your business is growing so fast is if you don't have time to pay close attention to the things that are details, those little teeny tiny details that separate your business from other people who do the same thing. And like at the moment, you don't have the time to look at those things or you don't have a time to look at the little things like expenses or the cost of supplies or other things that can really crush your capital. Like if you don't have enough time to like analyze, okay, so what is it people are doing? And if you haven't had the opportunity to hire a CFO or someone to manage these things, there can be a leakage of capital that can nearly bankrupt your company. Speaking of bankrupting your company, if it feels like you're running out of capital faster than you expected, because I'm sure you guys have seen Shark Tank where they'll have some entrepreneur on there who's got this brilliant idea and they had a meeting with Walmart and Walmart just placed an order for 300 million pieces. And they're like, that's great. Our business growth and opportunity is there, but we don't have the capital to fill this order. So if you're running out of capital, if it feels like you're constantly operating in you know, a crisis or everything's on fire mode, if you just notice that morale in the office is low and you don't love what you're doing, why go that fast? Slow things down. And especially if it's now starting to affect your customers' feedback, like you're hearing negative things, you're hearing complaints, and it's difficult to figure out where those complaints are coming from or like where the problem is, you're growing too fast. And someone else might give you other advice. I personally come from a place of peace. I don't think most of us, at least most people who are lifers, are doing what they do just to make more money. If that's the case, then go for it, girlfriend. But I, I don't think that's you. I think that's why you're already very conscientious about the situation that you're in. and. Your peace, your integrity, that matters more than anything else. I promise that when you do things for the right reasons, in the right way, with the right people, you will be rewarded. It's just true. And you'll live a better quality of life. So if that little voice inside your head is saying, we're growing too fast, then just slow things down. If, however, let me just play devil's advocate here. If, however, the growth is there and you're trying to hold on to too many of the pieces that really you should be having someone else handle them or you're trying to micromanage things, well, then it might be time to bring on a really high level executive. I can tell you the biggest mistake that we've made in our 25 years of business is Spending too many years hiring good people who weren't great at their jobs. Like the better our hires become, the more we really think about recruiting people with the right skills and the motivation to do what they're doing and not only having the right people, but making sure people are in the right seats. As Brett, my husband, likes to call it having the right personnel, the better we do. So my suggestion to you is, to listen to your intuition, but also remember that quality hires and taking your time, hire slow and fire fast. 
And our last question was submitted via Instagram stories. It comes from Maggie SR94. And she asks, Shalene, how can I make my mark on Instagram if I'm not young, thin, and beautiful? Well, Maggie, you don't need to be young, thin, and beautiful to make your mark. And I'm not going to name names, but there's a bajillion people who've made their mark without being young, thin, and beautiful. But I can understand why it feels that way on Instagram. I'm going to encourage you, first of all, to think about your Instagram name. Maybe it's time for you to consider starting a, what I call a feature or a themed account, where it's an account that isn't all you, it's the type of content that your ideal customer would find useful, valuable, entertaining, or motivating, or educational, all of those things that qualify for an exceptional post. Remember, it's not just about, to all of you, it's not just about creating great posts in social media. That was like five years ago. Today, to kill it in social media, you need to create the type of account that people are like, ooh, I better check in today because I'm going to learn something. I'm going to be motivated. I'm going to be entertained. Not just like, oh, I like this person, so therefore I'm going to spend my time and go see what they've posted about themselves. Like Those days are over. In the beginning, yeah, we followed our friends and family. Now we follow other accounts for self-serving reasons. I want to know, like, what's is this going to make me laugh or is this going to entertain me? Is this going to educate me? Is it going to motivate me? And so you can create an account that has nothing to do with you, Maggie. I'm assuming that's your first name that has everything to do with exceptional content that your target audience is going to find valuable. It has nothing to do with your personal image, per se. Ultimately, you'll allow people to get to know you by posting occasionally to your stories. And there again, you can do text updates, you can do things that are in your surrounding. And guess what? Yes, you should flip the camera around and let us see you and get to know you. Because in fact, I'll just bet Maggie that most of the people that you care about and feel connected with are not young, beautiful, and thin. You know what I'm saying? Like we all like Real people. We like real people. We like people who aren't perfect. So Maggie, I'm going to encourage you to go back and listen to previous episodes that we've done on feature accounts. In fact, I will place a link in our show notes to make it super simple for you. But to everyone who's listening, it doesn't have to be you in social media. Some of the biggest gargantuan accounts that are making millions because they have millions and millions of followers are accounts where it's not a self-promotion. It's not that person. It's content that a particular niche finds valuable. All right, so please, if that made some sense to you, if that's something you would like to learn more about, check out our show notes where you'll find links to those previous episodes. Well, I hope you enjoyed this. If you did and you have any question whatsoever, please do me a favor, go to the website, shaleen.com and click on the speak pipe widget. And there you will be able to leave me a voicemail. Now, if you're struggling yourself to build your Instagram, I highly, highly, highly recommend two things. Number one, if you're not already using IGTV and your product or what it is you do or you know who you are and what it is you stand for, if that's something you need to get out there in social media, using IGTV is like the 
easiest way to gain new followers and get some traction and really make your mark. And I can teach you exactly how to do all of that. We have a free guide. You just go to shaleen.com forward slash IGTV. Now, if you happen to be in a place where you're like, I don't necessarily know if I want to do IGTV, but I definitely need to figure out this whole Instagram thing and how to use it for business. Well, then you want to download my report that's just for that. It's basically all the tips and the latest updates you need to know in 2019 and 2020 if you're trying to build your business using Instagram and you want to know the ins and the outs, the fastest way possible to growth, then download my free report by going to shaleen.com forward slash hacks. All right, it is my goal to be brief, to be bright, to make it fun, and then be done. Ladies and gentlemen, we are done. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed creating it for you. I wanted to mention a tool that I think you're going to find incredibly useful, especially if you struggle sometimes to know what your purpose is. What is your thing? Like, what are you called to do? Why are you here? What makes you great? What makes you unique? You know what? I think you're too close to yourself to actually even see it. I think if we asked a lot of your friends and family members, they would know but I want you to know it. I want you to declare it. I want you to see it. So I've developed this really simple questionnaire. You just download it. It's kind of like a quiz, but you're going to know all the answers to this quiz because it's a quiz about you. And when you complete it right there in your own handwriting, it's going to be perfectly clear to you what your thing is. So do me a favor. No, do you a favor and download this questionnaire. You can get it for free by going to shaleen.com forward slash my thing. And then answer the questions and I want to hear from you. Send me an Instagram message and let me know, like, what is your thing? I'm really excited to hear and I know you will be too. It can be life-changing and clarity providing to know what your thing is. The same answers are going to come up over and over again when you fill out this questionnaire. It's going to be so obvious to you and it's going to give you that boost in confidence that maybe you've been missing. All right, again, shaleen.com forward slash my thing. And I am really excited for you to do this.